Welcome to another edition of Mets Therapy Session. Session number two here with my man DeClembe. Uh, in a week that, a weekend that pretty much encompasses Mets life in general. We're often painted as a bipolar fan base that sometimes we're up and sometimes we're down. And it's true because we represent the fucking organization, which is as bipolar and up and down as it gets. Now, of course, every team goes through a roller coaster over the course of 162. So there are other fans out there saying, what, what, there's always ups, there's always downs. You guys are too emotional. You, you got to stay even keeled. There's ups and downs, not like this. So the week started, middle of the week, we're beating the shit out of the Braves. We're putting up crooked numbers. We're bashing the ball. We're scoring runs without hitting home runs. Everyone's getting in the mix, and life is good. Our offense is hot. It's hot for once. I, I tweeted out, uh-oh, the Mets learned how to hit, even though actually technically the offense hasn't really been the problem. It's been the pitching. But when you see that offense come together, it's like, oh, shit, we could, we could play ball. Without yo. And that's like the craziest thing of all. Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's all just coming together. We're beating the shit out of the Braves. Even though we lo- we won that national series, it felt like a loss because the yep. way Sunday went and the way Noah got hurt. And it just all kind of just fell apart. And that's part of it, too. Even when good things happen to us, Mets fans, bad shit happens yep, to us. Yep, absolutely. Well. I mean, you, you, the, the the best year in, in, in recent memory, we have the Beltron uh, – Look, caught looking that we make it to the world series we absolutely embarrass ourselves and lose games that were like statistically improbable impossible to lose every time something good happens we still end up with misery and embarrassment and so coming off that 23 to 5 game coming off the thor injury to bounce back albeit against the braves things are we're feeling good and then the marlins come to town <laughs> and when the marlins come to town a black cloud just just comes. It comes with it. Now it's the the ghost of Tommy Glavin past. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And this time that motherfucker Christian Yelich arrives. Yelich and Justin Bohr stop by the office on Friday before uh, that Friday night game. They did a big interview with us. It'll be out on KFC Radio tomorrow. Very funny stuff. Me and them, me and those two guys going at it. And so here I am thinking, the fucking Marlins. They're back. And all lo and behold, we have a ridiculous come-from-behind win on Friday night. The next day, Yelich is too pussy to play. Justin, too many teeth in his mouth. Too many fucking teeth on the DL. You got Justin Bohr making errors immediately in the field. We're in their heads. They're rattled. We got the Marlins right where we want them. TJ Rivera blows the doors open, has a big game, and they take that post-game picture. Now, it's the thing that they've been doing where they give out the king of queens, whoever gets the game ball, whoever won the game, puts on the crown and takes the picture. Let me ask you, Clem, what do you think of this tradition? Last year they did it with the championship belt. Football teams have been doing it forever with game balls. What do you think of the king of queens trend? I like it. I See, this is the thing. I like shit like this. I like champion. I thought we should have had a championship belt in the office for whoever came in first in the power rankings. Yeah. So I'm all about like getting it around. It gets some competition. It's fun as hell. And the fact everyone's copying our belt, like the bra- uh the Astros just started doing it. Chaps boys. They're just biting our style. So I like, I wish that tr- the crown was better. That's my one gripe. I want a fucking solid gold crown. I want it to look like fucking game of Thrones shit. Like I think the crown is like party city shit. Basically. Yeah, That's I agree. I agree. We need like a, a biggie crown, like the King of New York yes. picture. 
and everybody exactly. and everybody needs to put it like sideways and get cocky with it. My thing is, I like it. This shit is fun. I think you need it over the course of you know the ten month baseball season, but you better win ball games when you do this shit. When you're tweeting yeah. out pictures every night of people in a crown like it's fucking Halloween, and you're if you're a shitty team, you know that that's a problem. But I'm whatever. We're we're staying afloat. We're staying alive. Let me say this too. The cape is where it all went downhill. Once they threw the cape on, that's when the the whole season went off the fucking rails. Get rid of that. Then the cape disappeared, and we're winning again. The curse of the cape, baby. Get out of here. So TJ Rivera has a big game, uh, and they tweet the picture out. And in the bottom right hand corner in Kevin Plowecki's locker is the rally dildo. And now, this is where I say to other teams, like, oh, oh. Other fans have it exactly the same. Oh, like everybody has this kind of shit. Everybody deals with these things. How many other teams out there have giant 18-inch black dildos floating around the locker room pictures getting posted on social media? Now, this is something I can get behind. Hell yeah, <laughs> that rally dildo. This, that might have been the wrong choice <laughs> yeah, of words. Phrasing, I phrasing. <laughs> but this is the thing about baseball. Weird things happen. We saw the rally monkey in, in Anaheim. We saw it here with the yellow canary. You never know what's going to be your good luck charm. It might be a yellow parakeet. It might be a giant black dildo. There's no you telling never what's going to happen. You know what it's like? It's like in Ghostbusters when Gozar can, can take anyone's form. And it could be a marshmallow <laughs> man or it could be a giant black dildo. I don't know what it's going to be. But I believe in it. It's Holiday Road all over. Yes. We are the dildo boys. We have to own the dildo. We are the dildo boys. The dildo, I said it on Twitter yesterday. The dildo boys don't get fucked. The dildo boys fuck you. <laughs> I'm owning this fucking black dildo. It's ridiculous. I'm screaming in my house. My The door, the windows are open. The neighbors are like, why is Clem screaming about black dildo? Because this is this is our chance to get to October. The black dildo. This the is it. Yo, there. listen. We lost Juan Uribe. We lost one big black dick. We got another. We had to go yeah. buy an artificial one to get that clubhouse mojo going once again. We lost our big dick. We lost our sexiness. We got it back with the rally dildo. Let's fucking go. And fucking everybody's go. on board with it. Social media is loving it. Mets fans are clowning around about it. And then Kevin the Wet Blanket Plowecki comes in. This wasn't mine. I don't know who did this. It doesn't represent me or my beliefs. Dude, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? You represent your beliefs. No one's acting like Kevin Plowecki is fucking treating it like a shrine. Like he's <laughs> bowing down and praising the black dildo like it's a god or something. It's a prank, dude. Relax. We all... I didn't actually... Actually, I really didn't think you were fucking yourself with that giant dildo until that weird response, man. Yeah. Th- that, th- that response of that doesn't represent me or my beliefs sounds a lot like a guy who puts a big black dildo up his ass. That's the politician that come. It all comes out down the road. That's some Anthony Weiner kind of exactly shit, you know I mean? <laughs> right, right. It's like I'd, I'd ship I'd ship Plowecki back to fucking Vegas and be like, "You're gonna go there. You're gonna embrace black dildos in Vegas." <laughs> if I'm Alderson, you can't just shoot the. That's why we lost yesterday. Not because fucking Wick throws 82 miles per hour. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a minute. Holy shit, Adam Wick or was it Alan Wick? What's his fucking name? Adam? I don't even know. Adam. Adam he's yeah, a Adam. he's a dead person now. Uh, the the so the rally dildo is here. Kevin Plowecki's a total loser about it, and we're good. We're winning. We won six of eight. Yelich couldn't do shit. Mama Clancy's fucking hating his guts. We're rolling. We're about to kind of turn a corner. Hey, maybe we can do this without Thor and Cespedes. And when, if and when those guys come back, boom, then we take off. Let's go. And then Matt Harvey strikes. Again. 
for like the 400th fucking time. We're moving from the black dildo part of the program to the white dildo part of the program. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt Harvey strikes again. We've been hearing it forever. When he was younger, it was he didn't like where his locker was in Port St. Lucie. When he was injured, he wanted to choose who, where, and who, and how he could rehab. We got him going out the night of games to watch the Rangers. He's sh- missing uh, meetings because of traffic. He's dating these models. He's Adriana Lima's boy toy now. It's always fucking something with this guy. And all the while, not performing on the mound. So all of a sudden that morning, about 11 a.m., we get word Matt Harvey has been suspended three games for violating the team's policies. My first thought was this must be horrendous because this team, and particularly this pitching staff, is in shambles right now. They are in no spot to be suspending anyone, let alone the day of a start. So I'm thinking this is strike 12, 13, 14, 1 million on Harvey, and he's really done it this time. You start to put some pieces of the puzzle together. You see that Adriana Lima was hanging out with Julian Edelman again. All of a sudden, I'm hearing from some sources, some people that I know on the inside a little bit. Matt Harvey didn't show up. He's upset about his ex-girlfriend. He's on a bender, and he didn't even call anybody. Now, I spoke to our buddy, friend of the program, Paul Duca. He repeatedly said to me, maybe 50 or 60 times in the course of a three-minute <laughs> phone call, KFC, 17 years, 17 years, I didn't miss a game. Even when my mother died, I made sure to call Davey Lopes, and I was in the Arizona Fall League. I was just an affiliate. You must have said that 60,000 times. But the point, Paul. No, the point remains, <laughs> Paulie Lowe was correct. You can't miss a game, and if you do, you fucking call up. And make up a lie. I don't know, dude. Say some shit. Mail time that shit. Call your boss. Make up a lie. You missed the game. The media will go crazy, whatever. But you can't just completely go MIA. And so the Matt Harvey fucking train is rolling again. Uh, I'm going to say it. I think I'm hashtag done with Matt Harvey. Wow. I thought you were going to cuncel. I didn't know if you no, could cuncel a person. No. You can't cancel a person. You can hashtag done a person. I'm hashtag done. And that's not to say that there's no chance that he pitches well again. And if he performs for the Mets, I don't give a fuck. Egg on my face. I'll roll with it. Because he is a talented guy. I'm done fighting the fight. I'm done expecting anything. I'm done believing that he's going to finally put it all together because he's not. He's inconsistent. He's been injured. He's come to camp and he's been through seasons where he's out of shape. If I have to hear about the fucking New York Rangers and Matt Harvey one more goddamn time, these are things that I know the media blows out of proportion. It's almost like Cespedes is golfing. It's like, dude, you're allowed to root for a hockey team. You're allowed to go to sporting events. But how many times does it need to come off in such a way? Like, be more discreet about it, dude. Or be better so we don't have to fucking talk about the Rangers all the time. I don't give a shit about your girlfriend. I can't believe you're getting cucked. The Patriots the Patriots are somehow going to ruin my baseball season, too. <laughs> the Jets and football for this weren't reason. enough. Edelman's coming for the fucking Mets now, too. I can't take it. And it's all one thing. There's always one common denominator, and it's Matt fucking Harvey. Shout out to Frank the Tank. He's not the Dark Knight. He's Harvey Dent. He's Two-Face. He's Two-Face Harvey. He's he is never going to be that dude in 2000-whatever-it-was, 13, when he came up and was had the dip in his mouth and the bloody nose just mowing people down. That was not Matt Harvey. Maybe it was for a flash. Re- the real Matt Harvey 
is Manhattanite playboy Matt Harvey. I want I worry, I worry about my custom suits and being at the garden and fucking models more than I worry about baseball. And that might sound like a ridiculous like media hot take sort of thing. I genuinely believe that's true with Matt Harvey. I don't think he really has like the drive, desire, yada yada yada, all those catchphrase buzzwords. I think the dude likes money. I think he's good at baseball. I think he, I think he wants to be like famous and like have a good life. And that's fine. But you're never going to be what you could be. You're never going to be what the fan base and the organization thought you would be. Yeah, he's the guy who, again, says he wants to be like Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter would never. He would be fucking drowning in supermodels, blacked out drunk, and still crawl his way to Yankee Stadium, go through the goddamn hood to get there if he had to. And, then, and, and then go, you know, three for four with three yeah. RBIs. And here's, you hit. know what the biggest red flag is? We should have saw it from the very beginning. The biggest red flag, the most non-Jeter thing in the world, is to do an interview and say, I want to be like Jeter. Yeah. Jeter exactly. wouldn't do that. You don't want to be like anybody. You don't want to, like, model. You don't, like, and especially the way Harvey did it. Harvey was basically insinuating that he wanted his life, like, off the field with the models and all that shit. It's like, that, you don't say. You just go do it. You don't talk about it. You be about it. Just go play ball. You can fuck all the models you want. Just keep it on the low a little bit. Like right now, it's, let's say this happened. I, it probably did somewhere along the line. Derek Jeter, he's going out with Adriana Lima. I mean, that literally did happen. But let's say in this exact situation, Adriana Lima cheats on him, leaves him, goes back with her ex-boyfriend for a night. You think Jeter is crying about it and missing a ball game? He's on to the next one, dude. They he need you. The you don't need Adriana them. Lima. Exactly. Jeter, Jeter got all and like all these girls Jeter, Jeter dated. He had them when they before they were even really celebrities. Yep, that's he, why he was like, smart. When Jeter dated him, that made them. It's like, oh shit, this girl is a prospect. Yeah, it's like being on the the Baseball America Top 100 <laughs> list. Like that's how you got on the Top 100 like hot list on Maxim or whatever it is. Jared Jeter dated you, automatic top ten. Throw her up. I don't even know her name. Put her, put her on there. the list. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it, it's just the most un-Jeter thing in the world. It's the most Matt Harvey thing in the world. And here's here's my favorite part, his excuse. I played golf the day before, and then I had a migraine. <laughs> Matt Harvey had a migraine. That's what chicks do. You're not a chick, are you, Matt? That's a chick move. That's a chick move. It is a chick move. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. Migraines, fakest thing in the world. Migraines aren't real. Not at least the way the normal public talks about it. Are there circumstances where, like, your brain is fucked and you're having a migraine and you're completely incapacitated? Yes. When your girl wakes up in the morning and she's like, I've got a migraine. She doesn't have a migraine. Her head hurts a little bit. You know what happens? Like, I wake up, my head hurts. You know what I do? I'm like, I guess my head's going to hurt today. And you just fucking go to work. And you don't talk about it. You don't make it public news. It's you, Your head hurts a little bit. Sometimes your knee hurts a little bit. Sometimes your stomach doesn't feel good. Sometimes your body isn't fucking perfect. You just have to live your life. Migraines, not real. If And if you're the Mets, like this is the thing I'm saying. If, if, if you're the Mets and a player calls up and says, I have a migraine on a Saturday morning or afternoon. Come on. If it's Matt Harvey saying it, it's one thing. If it's, you know, someone who's kept their nose clean the entire time with the Mets, yeah. it's quite enough. If it's if it's fucking God boy Kevin Polwecki saying he's a migraine, <laughs> you might believe it. You know, maybe he went a little, he went round for round with that black tail, though. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Matt Harvey's the one saying he has a migraine, especially when he's golfing. You're like, Matt, you got a little crazy last night. Come Down on. Back. Give me something. Come up with a better lie than that, man. You fucking idiot. This is just life. This isn't even, this is not even baseball. 
when I was talking to Laduca, he's like, this is not how you play baseball. This is not how you live life, dude. You don't just like not go to work. You can't do that. Like this, the, the only excuse he could have used that might have worked was, like I said, if he said he really missed Derrick Rose's family and he flew to Chicago to see them. Because that <laughs> fucking worked for Rose. He just was back in the light of the day. Yo, like, but, oh, that, but that's a good point, man. You throw out – I used to do this all the time at Deloitte. I specifically remember when I needed to dip out of work like at the last second, Dave could not make it to New York City to interview Pedro Martinez. He was like, you can do it if you want. So I like I was the, the call to the bullpen was in on a day at work that I I had to be there. And I just walked over to my manager and I was like, I, I got to go. I've got a family issue. When you say that, the whole world goes, oh, all right, that's it. Go ahead. Nope. I, don't, I don't know what that means. That could mean anything. We could be talking death. We could be talking cancer. We could be talking all sorts of shit. Nobody wants to be the guy. The Mets don't want to be the guy who was like an asshole to a dude who had like family issues. So you say that and you get out of it. Derek Rose, everyone knows that was bullshit, but you had to be like, all right, whatever. It was family issues. Matt Harvey says, I have a fucking migraine like my annoying wife. It's crazy. He is the worst. He is the worst at being the worst. This is, but I mean, like looking back now, this is how Matt Harvey is breaking bad for us. When he came up and the whole thing got out of, he was a Yankees fan and he was a great pitcher. Oh, don't even remind me about this that. story was ending with him with a shaved head as Heisenberg in fucking pinstripes. And you know what? He's probably going to win like a fucking Cy Young. Let's oh, be absolutely. Dude, he's going to be Doc Gooden. He'll be throwing no hitters and winning championships with the Yankees. I guarantee it. So the fact your hashtag done on him now is good. It at least lets you kill Matt Harvey while he's still in orange and blue. So then when he goes in the pinstripes, that vial won't come out as much. That, yeah, like, that like you can't break up with me. I'm breaking up with you. Exactly. I'm, I'm hashtag done with you, Matt Harvey. <laughs> he's just like, and, and this is a very like armchair quarterback sort of thing to say. Like, I don't, I've never met the guy, but I know the guy. I know Matt Harvey. You know Matt Harvey. We all yep. know Matt Harvey. He's a douche. He's just a douchey dude. He's a Connecticut kid. He wants to play for the Yankees. He thinks he's hot shit. He's got that weird wonky eye, though. He's fucking dating models and wants to party he's late. He does things on his own terms. He's an asshole. And and that does not mean that the Mets aren't assholes. The Mets are fucking idiots, too. The Mets have done everything wrong with Harvey as well. They've botched That's- their relationship with him, too. They're, an ass- they're assholes, Matt Harvey's an asshole, and we're assholes because we're here sitting again on the fucking couch doing another therapy session for Matt Harvey because we somehow still think the rest of you guys, I'm hashtag done, so I'm out on this. The rest of you guys are all battered wives. Who, oh, no, no, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. We're all assholes. That's the thing is I'm hearing people like, oh, Jay Horowitz, he must, this must be so tough. Jay Horowitz is the worst at his job too. He's the Ray Ramirez of public relations. Just because he's fat and happy and wears glasses and looks like an asshole, everyone's like, oh, typical Jay Horowitz. No, he's a dick. He's just as much of, uh, Harvey probably can't wait to leave this franchise as it is, especially when these guys fuck up every single communication that he has with the team. It's unbelievable that the, the two Worst people at their respective jobs, maybe on the planet Earth, Jay Horowitz, Ray Ramirez. Yep. And, and they are I, on the Mets. And then, <laughs> I mean, it's like just combining incompetence. It's a storm of incompetence that just resides in flushing. It is unbelievable, man. Then the uh, the to, to piss on top of our shit cake, you got as Drupal injures himself. You got TDA, Mr. Glass, injured yet again. I mean, the hits just keep on coming. The thing is, these, like, Yoanis and Thor are probably, in the long run, when we look back on it, they're probably going to be console-worthy injuries. Mm-hmm. As Drupal, love the ass man. 
TDA, I'm not really sold on him. You open up some spots for some of these dudes who have been rumored to be doing things in the minors. You give TJ Rivera a little bit more room to operate. Maybe you call up Rosario. Maybe you call up Dom Smith. Maybe I'm just being a little too optimistic because that's what happens here on these mess therapy sessions. <laughs> I, I talk through my problems, and all of a sudden the good starts coming out. Maybe I'm being a little too optimistic. I don't think these are injuries that are necessarily a bad thing. I think this could lead to some stuff. I, I'll i agree with it, it just like sooner or later – I'm just scared that that we're going to get more Ty Kellys and Eric Campbells. When you open up these injuries, we never take up the Rosarios and fill them well, in. Well, that's, it's, I mean, you have to, yes, we have to bank on the franchise actually doing things correctly, which correct. never happens because they're assholes. But yeah, I, I can't, I don't want any more of these quadruple A players who just can't hack it in the majors that the Mets throw in there. Like it's okay for a big market team to be throwing scrubs out there. You can't do that without Yo in the lineup. And then right. again, if, if you don't have S man. And 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 I like Wilmer, man. I believe in Wilmer. He's gonna he's like a Daniel Murphy light where he's gonna do something that's just gonna piss you off. He's gonna fuck it up. But you know, he just may hit a home run here or there. Yo, he he's the, so goddamn slow though. That's the problem. He's yo, so slow. He he's, he is he is bizarrely slow. <laughs> and I'm saying this. I am not a very fast <laughs> man. He is slow. When I was in like Sixth grade, my buddy, the Big Wheeze, we were playing baseball. We were actually at a baseball camp. And my buddy, the Big Wheeze, he's a half Jamaican, half white guy. And he's a heavy set fella. And uh, we were doing running drills. And our baseball coach, uh, I guess the guy running the camp, not our coach, Wheeze was running, I think, second to home on a drill. And the whole camp was just astounded at how slow he was going. And our coach, Mr. Threadgill, goes, It looks like you're running in sand, son. And we have been yelling that at him ever since. And every time I watch Wilmer start running, that's what I think. It looks like he's on the beach running in about a foot of, like, thick, soft sand. He has no business being that slow. He's got the right body to be fast. He's normal size. He's just slow as shit, and he just can't hit the righties, man. He's the lefty Babe Ruth, but you put a righty against him, and he's sheets. I How does the him. big wheeze get his, doesn't get, like, he's half Jamaican. He did not get the wheels. The wheels no. did not come from the Jamaican No, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen many fat Jamaicans, but he's one of them. So that's a problem for him. It's problematic. Um, I, yeah, I mean, whether or not they call up a Rosario or a Smith, I mean, I don't know what they do at catcher. Let's just put Dildo Boy in there, fucking Plowecki. Um, Which, again, this has a weird thing of playing out. You know, the Dildo, the Dildo appears, Boy, yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, Plowecki is just, you know, the worst baseball player I've ever seen. He is just we, trash. We thought we had two fucking, like, potential all-star catchers. We have less than zero. We have negative two all-star <laughs> catchers. They are terrible. They All are so things. bad. And, like, like the, the injury to Darno, it's like a freak thing, but it's just, like, it it it, ha- it always happens to you, man. I don't know. It's 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 uh, what's that movie called? Final destination, Final destination shit. It's just like you are destined to get injured, man. I don't know how it keeps happening, but it does. So we can never rely on you, Kevin Plowecki. Not good at baseball. Uh, I would love to see you know they shake up the left side of the infield a little bit with with Asdrubal. Just give the kid a shot. See what Rosario can bring. Because I remember when people were calling for Conforto uh, during that World Series run year. And granted, yes, of course the. Cespedes signing was really the spark plug. Conforto was a big part of that, though. I mean, Conforto was was a, a, a thing that shook. He was a player that shook things up and made that run possible. So you just, you know, give it a try. Give it a shot. While right now the Mets are in a spot where I would love to be as a GM 
you can play the injury card. You can yeah. throw your hands up if you're Sandy Alderson and be like, what do you want me to do? My first baseman, my my technically my third baseman, my shortstop, my stud MVP candidate, my Cy Young candidate, all these guys are my catcher, all these guys are injured. I got to try whatever I can. So if Rosario comes up and he doesn't play well and you send him back down, ordinarily that's kind of like, you know, you don't want to yo-yo someone that, you don't want to look like an idiot. Right now it's like all hands on deck. And what if it works? It's just to me they have nothing to lose really. I, I don't know why they don't try it. I mean, by all accounts, I, it's not like I sit around watching minor league baseball or check the stats or anything. By all accounts, everyone said that Dom Smith and Rosario, particularly Rosario, have proven everything they need to prove in the minors. They're like, Rosario's just sitting down there raking with no, this, he's hit the ceiling as far as AAA goes. There's nothing left for him. You know, it's not crazy to give it a shot now. It'll They'll probably wait because they're the Mets. They probably won't do it at all because they're the Mets. But to me, I think these injuries kind of afford you an opportunity to get a little creative with it, see what happens. Or maybe go out, you know, I know that Sandy's hands are tied with the Wilpons, but you can go to your owners and say, you got to give me something here. We got to go make a trade. We got to try something because look at this. We're fucking ravaged with injuries. It's just an opportunity to use it as a little bit of a catalyst to make some fucking moves, man. Tommy Malone, man, Tommy Gunn. That's that's our that's our uh, ace in the hole, at least in the pitching staff. And uh, Brewers fans were straight up laughing at me, like, "Thank you for taking him off our hands." I'm like, "Well, you guys took Kirk Newman." Uh, yeah, so it's, a, it's a fair swap, man. It's a fair trade. And uh, we'll wrap up today's uh, therapy session with a little R.I.P. and P. to uh, Adam Wilk, who is a dead person now. That was a uh, that was a human sacrifice on the mound in that spot start in place of Harvey. Matt Harvey should probably be charged with murder. Maybe maybe manslaughter. I think possibly I think possibly murder one since it was kind of premeditated and he knew he was not going to come to the park. He knew someone would need to just be thrown in there. He knew someone was going to have to impromptu face Giancarlo Stanton. And what happened to Adam Wilk out there was it was a snuff film. It was watching a man die. It was watching a career expire. He was throwing legitimately home run derby batting practice to Mike Stanton. The, he was <laughs> mashing those balls. The first home run that Stanton hit, he hit, if it, it's 60 feet, 6 inches. Stanton hit that ball at like 57 feet. He was so out in front of it, he just turned on that shit and put it into fucking orbit. That was a Keel Morris type shit. That that blood is on Matt Harvey's hands. It's hey, whatever. It's, I'm I'm in for black magic. If we have to sack, I'll sacrifice the entire fucking system right now. If you can get me back to October, I don't give a shit. Outside of Rosario and maybe Dom Smith, fucking kill them all, dude. Kill them all. I, I'll tell you what, man. I'm at the spot. It's it's now. I'm flipping to almost positivity. Because of all the injuries, because of the dildos, because of the suspensions, because of the refusal to do MRIs, because of this and that and every other fucking thing, the fact that they're where they're at, now I'm actually encouraged because I'm like, if they got a little bit healthy, they didn't have total fucking assholes doing asshole shit either on the team or at the helm, maybe they could win. Maybe we're back to 97. I was firmly at 79 wins. Maybe we're back to 97 because right now everything is going as poorly as can be. And they're staying afloat. I've officially reached like the goofy stage of the season. And it's like May 8th right now. I've reached the point where it's like a Knicks season where it's so bad. But I'm actually having fun because we're winning here and there. Right. The offense showed up and it doesn't make any sense. 
And it's like every – you realize how we can make our predictions before the season, talk about who's going to do what, and then literally everyone – like how is last season not going to be known as the injury season to us when everyone except for Noah was hurt on the pitching staff? This is the injury season right. now already. So I'm just having fun with it. And I have to say that the best oh, – oh, like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not having fun. Oh, there, I'm having fun with it. There's this. no fun for me in Mets baseball. This is never <laughs> fun, but continue. <laughs> this – when – when San- then they had Sandy in the booth and Gary and Ron were just picking his brain about basically saying like, why is Ramirez Ramir so bad at his job without saying so much? Yep. And Sandy's like, and then as he does that, Cabrera dives, crumples, hurts his hand. It starts pouring and there's a rain delight and Sandy's just stuck in the booth for like 10 minutes having to fill dead air. And I was like, this is like so obscenely stupid right now. I'm having fun with it now. As I mean, once we start losing, then it's just the next season and I don't care about baseball anymore. But until that moment, I'm just having fun. Now we have a dildo as like a rallying cry. I can't ask for more out of baseball right now. And that's the thing me. that people don't realize when 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 you hear people in the Barstool office and fans of other teams complaining about Mets Twitter and we're so dramatic. They don't get it. You're winning some. You're losing some. What's the big deal? When you start to get into that minutia and you get that granular where it's like the injury followed by the 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 downpour followed by the Ray Ramirez inquisition and the next day the suspension and all the while there's a dildo and we got the other guy really upset about the dildo and we you know what I mean you start to pile all that up and you realize it's just a goddamn circus and I don't know if that happens to other teams maybe it does happen to other teams maybe their fans just don't care as much maybe their fans aren't as loud as we are but this is this is Mets life in a nutshell this whole season the ups are up and they're weird like rally dildos the yep. downs are down and they're devastating like Noah and Thor. Somehow this team is still somewhere in the middle. So let's go Mets. Let's go Dildo Boys. The Dildo, the, <laughs> the Dildo Boys don't get fucked. They do the fucking. The Dildo, what is it? The Dildo Boys don't get fucked. They fuck you. Yep, exactly. And boys with a Z, obviously, because they're bad boys. Of course. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for uh, Mets Therapy Session, Session 2. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets. Step right up and kill yourself. Hide your kitties, hide your wife. It's too late for you, but you can save their life because the Mets are...